With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody uh, to the success to go podcast hooray you're listening to me absolutely on demand anywhere that you're hearing us <laughs> and uh i am your host christopher Tompkins, and we come to you every single episode bringing you some really interesting interviews with people that i've met along my road in my professional life uh you know one of the reasons why i wanted to start the success to go podcast was really to highlight some of the information that I've learned over the years from many of the people that I have I have met throughout my journey, such as our guest today. You know, uh, I don't really feel like any there's any real one road to success. I think there's everyone has their own journey. And I think from those journeys, we all can learn something really, really useful that we can apply to our own professional existence. So um, if you want to listen to our show, I don't know exactly how you're listening to it because I'm not in your car right now or in your headphones. So, uh, you know, um, if you're listening to us, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Play, etc. ad nauseum, you know, please let us know if you have any questions, any uh, you want to be a guest on a future episode of the Success to Go podcast, or if you want to just shoot me a thumbs up, a rating, a subscribe, all of that stuff is totally welcomed. Uh, you know, we do this here at the Success to Go podcast to help you professionals really increase your success rate in your own professional life and your professional journey. So uh, I hope that you're able to listen to all of our shows on demand as well as our upcoming shows. We have some really wonderful guests that we want to, uh, you know, I want you to learn from. If you want to learn more about me, uh, Christopher Tompkins, and my company, The Go Agency, you can visit us online. It's thegoagencyusa.com. We're an online marketing firm. So if there's anything I can help you with, great. If you want to reach out and you have questions, great. If you want to be a guest, great. You get the you get the gist of this, right? You know, everything's great. So get in touch with us, uh, and I would be more than happy to answer any questions you might have or interview you on a future episode. One of the things about the Success to Go podcast that sets us apart from the rest is that I have 10 set questions that I ask all of our guests. And why? Because I want to find out how everybody does things a little bit differently, how everyone lives their lives a little bit uh, uniquely, because everyone can learn from everyone. And this is why I am doing this. And that's why I wanted to get um, today's guest on today. Uh, we have um, Bernadette Homan. Bernadette is a business development specialist for Arden Quartz Memory Care Communities of Largo and Seminole for the past 15 years. 
Burnett's worked with families and residents with Alzheimer's and other related dementia issues since 1990, and she received her bachelor's degree in social work from Adelphi University in Garden State, New York. She was born in Brooklyn, New York. Raised, <laughs> I don't know why I immediately went into that accent. <laughs> She's been raised in Long Island. Long Island. Uh, she has worked in healthcare since 1990 and came to Florida in 95, 10 years before I did. And Bernadette has worked in independent living, assisted living, and skilled nursing homes before starting her job at Arden Courts. She's also the chair for the Walk to End Alzheimer's for the past 10 years and has been an active volunteer with the Alzheimer's organization for the past 20 years. So um, if you'd like to learn more about Bernadette and Arden Quartz, um, you can visit them online, arden-quartz.com. That's A-R-D-E-N-quartz.com. Bernadette, welcome. Thank you, Christina. All right. So, um, so you Long Islander. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, get, let's get down to business now. All right. So the first question I have for you is um, – I, I, we were, before we started this episode, I was, I was telling Bernadette, it's really interesting um, uh, how people answer, answer this question because everyone has something different. So do you have a morning routine? What's your morning routine? Well, I get up and I check. I check for my voicemails, emails, and text messages because mm-hmm. I am pretty much on call 24-7. Um, healthcare is a 24-7 yep. environment. Mm-hmm. And with me receiving referrals and uh, people in need, it's not – Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, it can be at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. And we admit people 24 hours, 7 days a week. So wow. when I get home, I usually put everything on vibrate. And then if I don't want to mix, miss anything, if I had a referral, something I had to follow up with. So periodically I will check it. But my routine in the morning is when I get up out of the bed, I go right to the phone and check to see did I miss anything that I have to follow up before I start my day. <laughs> well, on, on average, like, it, it, like how many of those are you looking at when you wake up? Uh, don't get many. Okay. Um, but I have had um, some crises. Normally, you get most of those crises during the holidays, mm. which we're coming into the Thanksgiving, Christmas time, where mm-hmm. most families will be coming in town to visit our, their parents mm-hmm. and seeing how bad the situation really is. Right. And is that is that a that's a common occurrence around the holidays within yes. your industry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, we've seen that a lot um, with the Go Agency. Obviously, you know, we handle lots of assisted living facilities right. and, and memory care, um, and uh, we also are, are are doing the social media for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. And uh, doing a great job, by the way. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> um, and we'll pass it on to the team. But uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, during the holidays, you, you just you haven't seen your parents in long, and it's something I never thought about mm-hmm. before getting involved. Kind of all of a sudden into the industry, I didn't really choose it; it chose me in right. a way. Okay. Um, and uh, it's kind of you're, you're, you see, oh, you, well, you just kind of think about it. You're like, okay, well, I haven't seen my parents in a long time. I see them for the first time in eight to ten months or even a year, and it's like, wow, things are different. Mm-hmm. And when something like that happens, does does someone just do they just immediately call and ask questions, or what? What are they doing when they're calling for? The, um, for one example, recently I was on vacation and I had a call from a, a gentleman that I had been working with in the last couple of months, and I don't hear okay. from him that often. And he was in crisis. Mom had had a change in condition, and he said, um, "I need to do something. She can't stay home anymore." Mm-hmm. So, so I I was 
many miles away. I was in Nashville, nice. and there was okay. not much I could do. But I did say, if you call the office and speak with my counterpart, Mary, mm-hmm. she'll help you, you know, with the next steps and what to do. Right. Um, so I was able to still help him from when I was on vacation. So mm-hmm. I, I, that thing was like chained to me. And, you know, they tell me not to look <laughs> and worry. We are all here. But when you have a relationship with somebody, right. they still connect with you first, even mm-hmm. though you have a, 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 a group of people behind you that you work with that can do the same job. When you make a connection with somebody, you're the first person they met. They're the fir- you're the one that they feel comfortable with. They're going to call you. Yeah. So when they're in a crisis, you're the person they're going to go to because you've mm-hmm. made them feel comfortable on the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so they, they need that same familiar person right. to help them when they're in a crisis. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's when folks call us is what they don't do the pre-planning. They wait till mom wanders, mom fell, mom right. has a UTI, is now being corrected to the hospital, all these major mm. situations. So those crises can happen any time of day. Right. And when they're in that crisis, they want to call somebody that can help navigate them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an advocate of having families try and pre-plan in advance mm. if they can so that that stress level is not there because you don't always think clearly. You don't make the right decisions when you're under pressure. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a hospital environment, they're like, get them out. they got to get out right now. Exactly. And it doesn't give you time to do the research and find the right environment because there are numerous communities out there and every one of us do things differently. And of course. Based on you know pricing and based on what you want for your loved one and what your loved one would want for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't always have that opportunity to really navigate. It's like the hospital is like, okay, we're discharging your mom tomorrow. And you were like, uh, what? I'm not ready. I had no idea what's going to cost me. How do I do this? So Mm. I like to be that friendly person that's on the other end of the phone talking Mm. people down off the ledge, so to speak, because a lot of them are on the ledge. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I mean, that's a that's a very it's a a shocking situation to be put into. And, you know, a lot of us don't understand that 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 could be a reality. You Mm. know, I mean, and when you're pushed to it, it's sudden and it's all encompassing and. And safety is a big issue. So, okay, well, that's really interesting. Um, now, how do you start each day for to create success? Like, what do you do to create success? It's a mindset. Okay. You kind of, like, you tell yourself it's going to be a great day. Today okay. is a great mm-hmm. day. Today I'm going to get a referral. Today I'm going to help somebody. Um, when you put positive energy out, positive energy will happen. When you wake up in the morning and you're fretting about your job or, you know, census or business mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're fretting about, it takes away from that positive energy that you could be bringing in. Mm-hmm. So I try to be very positive. So I look at my calendar usually and I, you know, to make sure where where am I planned to go today and what mm-hmm. can I, what space I have in between right. to make sure I can fill it in with other things mm-hmm. and give myself time to do the paperwork that needs to go. I think that's part of it is, is planning your day properly and giving you the time to get everything done that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. A lot of us work for other people. We don't work for ourselves. Right. And there are certain demands that are put on us. So if we learn how to do what we need to do and also give ourselves some space to breathe, mm-hmm. um, then, then you'll feel much more better. But I think starting the day in a positive mindset, uh, whether it be meditating or praying or just – Mm-hmm. self-affirmations for me it's a self-affirmation of saying it's going to be a great day right today i feel like we're going to get a referral today we are going to help a family in need mm-hmm. and whether it, they move into art and courts or i help connect them with the right resources that to me makes me feel like it's a great day 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, and I think that that's a really great that's a really great tip for anyone out there. You know, if you're starting your day off with negative emotion and negative thought processes, your day is going to be shit. I mean, I mean, I have to be completely honest. It's going to be tough, you know. Um, there's, and it's it's funny because everyone goes through these these different like cycles, right? You have the cycle where you're feeling like, okay, well, I'm 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 a little bit depressed now, and then it's like you can see the effects of that depression throughout all of the actions. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I do. And, you know, with that said, you know, starting off with a really positive outlook and whether it be affirmations, praying, meditation, um, I do meditation and I really feel the difference every single day Mm -hmm. because there's days when you wake up and you have, okay, who has not woken up in the middle of the night and have those cyclical thoughts that everything is like something is much worse than it actually is. Right. And then you get out of bed in the morning. You're like, what the hell was I spending the whole night worried about that? That's nothing. Oh, yeah. That, that was me last week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, so it's really it, – but here's a question for you. You know, you start off your day like that, and then the day's kind of like tanking. It's not so great. Like, how do you get yourself back into check? Do you have – I call a friend. Call a friend? I call – I reach out and call a friend and say, you know, just – how you doing and hear their voice and having another positive energy, you know, mm. steering clear of negative people. Oh, yeah. Because that, I think that also affects, you know, maybe I started out in the morning having a great positive attitude yeah. mm-hmm. and me being in sales and going to certain places and offices that there are grumpy people and they <laughs> close the door in your face practically and they're yep. not very mm-hmm. very friendly and you're trying to bring them information to help the clients that they work with but they're like yeah. closing you down and you don't know where what energy they came to work with so mm-hmm. they're now sucking it on me and and sometimes I take it I, I take it on and I sometimes take it personal and I just have to get in my car and go it's not me it's not about me exactly it's about yeah. what do I do for a living and the people that I help mm-hmm. so I just have to it's, it's self-talk and mm-hmm. and if we don't we can get sucked into that negative energy especially if the, the thing you know after this hurricane I think that put everything in perspective for me too I think yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. people were impacted in a very major way and mm-hmm. we were very blessed to right. be spared a cat five mm-hmm. and coming from New York to Florida and never having to experience a cat five in my of life course. and being on the verge of a cat five, I was, I cried. I mm-hmm. cried for days mm-hmm. prior to the hurricane. And then after it, it was a cry of relief and then the sorrow for those that were impacted. Of course. So when I have a bad day, I think of that, that, you know, life could have been mm-hmm. a lot worse and I'm blessed. I still have a home. I still have all my things and there are people that don't. So mm-hmm. it's it, to me, it's, and you know, maybe people out there listening might be going, oh, yeah, we're ahead, you know, same thing, you know. Yeah. But it, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, the brain is a powerful organ. Mm-hmm. And I haven't worked in healthcare since 1990. When I was early in my career, I had a, how, how impactful the brain really is, is that I had a man in a hospital that was dying and how, um, he waited till his wife, daughter came before he died. And right. it was me talking to him and saying, your daughter's on the way. And he held on. And mm-hmm. then you think of these people that are younger and vibrant, mm-hmm. and they're in the hospital setting, and they die. And you're like, why'd they die? They were so depressed that they willed themselves, that they just mm-hmm. gave up. The brain is, we don't take, we take it for granted. And that, that's part of what the Alzheimer's and dementia, that we take it for granted when we mm-hmm. see somebody that has that diagnosis, but they physically look okay. That's the stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. I think about is how I'm helping families to understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's my positive self-talk is that there are people in a, 
in the situation that I was put here on this earth for a reason mm -hmm. to help people. And so that that's how I get out of it. And my friends are very key. I got to mm. find someone that's going to make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's important. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to come to the go office more often because you guys <laughs> crack me up. <laughs> Well, we try. You know, it's like I, I, I think it's really. Uh, I think having an environment that's really positive is really important. Yes. You know, um, you know, with our office, like you've seen, it's green walls. It's very vibrant mm -hmm. because we want to bring that positive vibe. energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, we're in a creative field. Even though marketing sometimes can be thought of as not very creative, you have to be up. And yes. you know, it's in. I really do feel that every industry you need to be up in some sort of way, whether you're client facing or you're not client facing. Right. If you're miserable putting the numbers into a spreadsheet, well, I'm sorry, but you know, you're going to be miserable all the time. You have to look at it from a different perspective. And I think that that's a really powerful way of thinking about it. And that self-talk is really important. You know, how about, okay, you know, uh, I, I can probably venture guess is what your answer is going to be for this one because you're already waking up and like, hey, good morning. I'm going to go get my coffee. No, I'm going to wait on the coffee. I'm going to check my phone first. Yeah. So what tool can't we live without? Huh? I don't drink coffee. That's why. <laughs> oh, you don't drink coffee. Okay. I'm a tea drinker, but tea. Uh, but I, I can't live without my phone and my computer. Phone and your computer. Yeah, I can I can imagine, especially when being in touch with everybody is really important for you. Communication mm -hmm. is key. Um so let's 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 kind of going on with what we were talking about before, and, but this is more a little bit more in depth in terms of what what do you consider or what's your idea of a work life balance for yourself? Well, um, up until recently, um, I used to work um, to the almost the crack of dawn. Um, I come home, I go get up in the morning, go to work, feed my myself, my husband. And then I go back to work. I work on my computer. I do my work, mm -hmm. and I be sending out emails at two o'clock in the morning. I have mm. peers okay. sending me back emails, like, "What are you doing that? Doing this? Uh, sending out emails <laughs> that this late at night? What are you doing up reading them at two o'clock in the morning?" <laughs> We're all in the same so, boat. So, um, and I didn't know about that. You can like, you know, post it so it would go later. So mm. I learned that after a while. That you know, so, but it was. I couldn't go to bed. My brain was constantly going, right. and I just, I just couldn't shut it off. And it was like, well, I got so much to still do. I need to do it, but it was impacting my my home life. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was, impacting my health. And so now I put myself on. I, um, I do not do more than two late night events a week. Okay. Um, if I can do two a month, that would be even better. Mm -hmm. But I limit myself to the number of after hour events that I do giving myself balance. Mm -hmm. I joined the gym. I signed up to do a half marathon. Nice. Um, eating healthier. Mm -hmm. I feel great. Yep. And I feel like I'm accomplishing more mm -hmm. than I did working till 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think before I was the hamster and the, the wheel, just spinning my wheel, spinning my wheel, spinning my exactly. wheel. Exactly. And I'm a creative thinker. So mm -hmm. when I when I am thinking and being creative, um, so to me it wasn't work. It was I was being creative and I was working on my creative side. Right. But it was still impacting my life that I didn't realize until I started mm -hmm. to cut back and say, I got to put limits. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a better side because I think you can yeah. still – get the job done mm -hmm. um if i die today that work would still be there exactly anyway mm -hmm. and uh, as long as i leave notes and paper trail of where i'm at somebody can come behind me and do the work exactly then there's no i shouldn't worry it, right no one none of us should feel like we if, if i'm not there 
that it's going to blow up and nobody yeah. can do the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should never feel that way. We're not. We're, we can all be replaced. Um, mm-hmm. Companies are constantly replacing people all the time. Some are it's better true. at it, the job than others. Mm-hmm. But I think you still have to find balance. And I think a company appreciates that in their employees, too. I don't think they expect oh, yeah. their employees to be working 24-7. Absolutely. Even though we're in a 24-7 environment, they still want you to be healthy and, and be able to show families that you can mm-hmm. have a balance because if I how can I as a marketer tell families to have balance in their life and how to take time for yourself when you're caring for somebody with Alzheimer's when I don't care for somebody with Alzheimer's and I don't take time for me of course I can't practice I have point. to practice what I preach mm-hmm. and so um, this is the year that I decided to do I turned 50 in February and I decided that I'm going to take care of me so that I can take care of others mm-hmm. and I feel fabulous uh, I really do feel good and I think that it's going to help me in the long run yeah, and, and I, I think it will. You know, uh, and from a company standpoint, I get upset when my employees are getting in touch with me after hours. Not because it's like, don't bother me, I'm done. <laughs> right. I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned for them. I want them to have time. And I, I understand that there's projects that you get so much fulfillment right. for getting involved with. And I know that there are uh, there's things that they like to get involved with as well. But at the same time, I want them to have that time. And it's one of those things that's really important. If you're constantly, like you're saying, the, the hamster wheel, mm-hmm. e- whether you own a company, you're starting a business, or you're working in a business for somebody else, you have to draw a line that involves yourself and your own wellness. Right. Um, you know, it, it's. It, I think it's a prime example within your industry in having to care for a loved one that's ill. Like this is the this is the issue with caregivers, mm-hmm. right? Caregivers are putting all of their care into somebody else and not taking care of themselves. And then what happens? They get sick, and then who's going to care for the person? I always remember the plane. They say put the mask on yourself first. Yes, and then, it's true. And our caregivers don't do that. Yeah, they're always taking care of the other person and not that person. That, mm-hmm. You know, not themselves. Because if you don't take care of you, the the person that you're caring for will be not taken care of because of now you're out of commission. Mm-hmm. And what systems did you put in place to? okay I'm out of commission who's taking care of my loved one and they don't plan for that so mm-hmm. there is a time to t- say I need a break um, somebody yes. else you know you you take this person for an hour I need to go and mm-hmm. meditate go to the gym take a walk take a bubble bath whatever mm-hmm. it is that you find refuge in um, it's very important of course and this was the year that I really am able to see mm-hmm. what I'm saying to families and do it myself and now I can educate them a little bit more and say yes you can do it yeah. You don't think you can, but you mm-hmm. can do it. Well, because there's nothing worse, I, I feel, than like I, I, I caught myself doing this like years ago and I kind of rectified it. Um, I remember going to a meeting for a big close and I had everything set for the meeting. It was going to be, I had a great presentation. I had worked so hard to get this meeting and I looked terrible. I looked like I hadn't slept in a while. I had put on weight. I was exhausted. I like halfway through the meeting, I wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, great. So I worked my butt off to get here. And what do I got? Right. You know what I mean? I need to take care of myself because how is my business going to continue to grow if I'm not taking care of myself? And that's not selfish. No, it's not. It's not being selfish. It's not. I, and you know what? I've, I've talked to a lot, of, um, a lot of peers and they were like, well, oh, so you're going on vacation? So, I mean, are you going to have Wi-Fi on that cruise? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I built my company the right way so I could do this. They're like, well, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you're doing that. That's that's career suicide. It's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not selfish. You need to take care of yourself. You need to recharge. Because like you're saying, you start doing that and you're like, 
damn, yes. look at this. And look at the quality. The quality is so much better, too. Don't you yes. see that? Oh, I do, definitely. The quality of life, the quality of the work that you're putting out, the ideas are fresher and sharper. Mm -hmm. There's more. There's like less time between idea and execution. Like, yes. I, I love that. Yes. And um, it, it's amazing what just a little bit of recharging and taking care, care of yourself will do. And it doesn't take a long time, either. No. You don't need to take a day or a week if it needs an hour. An hour means a lot. Oh, yeah. And the, one of the things that we do here is we call, we call it take a lap. And what we do is once we get so filled up with uh, whether we get upset, whether we're stressed out, whether we're stuck, blocked, whatever, we take a couple laps around our unit. Um, so we'll take it just and we'll grab a buddy and we'll just talk about something non-work related and we'll just take a walk around. The fresh air, something just that human interaction for a little bit just completely recharges you. And yes. just, it's something that's it, five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you can do it. Um, and, and I have to force myself to do that, too. If I'm writing something, I'll be like, OK, I'm just going to sit down and get this done. And then um, uh, uh, Dale, the vice president, will come in and he'll be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I've been here for four hours. I have to go to the bathroom. I haven't eaten anything. I had three calls I missed. I, 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 I crap. So just be present with yourself and, and just really keep in check with yourself um, because that's really going to be, I mean, it's a great piece of advice to keep yourself on the right track. Um, so let's talk about the, you know, this, we, we mentioned a couple of these things, Bernadette. Um, what are your three keys to success? Staying focused, staying positive, and asking for help when you need it. I think a lot of times mm, um, that's a good point. we think we can do it all, and mm -hmm. some people think if you ask for help, it shows a sign of weakness. To mm -hmm. me, I think asking for help shows a sign of strength because it's not easy to ask for help. And so when you do ask for help, um, it shows that you're infallible. Mm -hmm. It also shows that you're, you're a team player, that you're asking for somebody else's input, mm -hmm. and it makes that other person feel a part of what you're doing and as a right. collective unit. Because we, we're not an island unto ourselves. We, no. we all function mm -hmm. by having other people be a part of us and having an, that other interaction and asking for help. Sometimes you already know the answer, but having somebody else to bounce it off with or say, you know, I, oh, I need yeah. help with this. You already had the answer, but now somebody else is just affirming that you were on the right track. Exactly, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so, so that's my three things that I always I'm, – I'm, I'm not afraid to ask for help because I find sometimes I learn from other people. Um, of course. There's always learning to be made. Um, there's always new ideas. And as a team together, we can do, we can do a lot more together than mm -hmm. we can do as our, on our own. And you know what? It's, it's really funny that one of, the answers, one, of the, one of your answers to the question is to ask for help. It's a very common answer to this question. <laughs> and you know what I love about that is why are people successful within the roles? It's because they don't feel like they know everything. If you feel that you have no more discovery in your life, it, it, it really hampers your success rate. You know, being able to ask for help, being able to go out and learn these new things, these, it really is a big pillar to success for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that – I learned this a while ago as well because, you know, obviously I'm like, okay, well, I know how to do this and I know how to run this company and I know how to do – and as soon as I relinquished that, it was like, wow, everything's growing so much faster. I'm able to like move in different ways and more ideas are opening up. As soon as you kind of become more malleable with yourself and your positions, it really helps. And being humble is a great, great thing. Humbling yourself mm -hmm. to the universe and also to um, the tasks at hand really help you um, just succeed in a way that uh, you can't normally. 
Um, okay, let's talk about some uh, something else that's really really important. I think in terms of development of successful um, actions, activities, and careers, are having people that you trust to advise you. Do you have three people that you would consider trusted advisors? Uh, this was a hard question for me to answer because there are so many people along sure. my path that have helped me um, to be the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, the three that I'm going to bring up uh, is one, uh, when I first moved to Florida, my f- um, pretty much my second job here in, in healthcare was an uh, administrator named Mary Beth Norman, who has since passed a number of years ago. Okay. Um, she was my administrator at a, a nursing home that I worked at uh, here locally. Mm-hmm. And that nursing home had a pretty bad reputation when I started there. Okay. Um, it was not rated very highly. It, it uh, mm-hmm. took very difficult patients. Um, we had geropsych and uh, dementia mixed uh, together. Oh, and okay. when she came on board, uh, she changed it where we created a memory unit. So as a team, we designed the memory unit. And so we separated the geropsych component from mm. the dementia, and we made it more specialized. And it was just her leadership and how she got the team on board because they were very difficult staff that mm. they were used to things being their way and um, just her mentorship. She was um, a good soul mm-hmm. and she taught me how to, you know, you can get more flies with honey than you can get with vinegar. Yes. <laughs> you know, she just had this way about her. And so I think some of her ways, I think I may have at- adapted some of like, you know, taking on some of, you know, helping people along right. and mentoring people to do the things when you want something done to make it be done but make it look like it's their they're doing right um then you'll get them more on board so she was one and so i think i take a lot with her that's a great uh, lesson Mm -hmm. and um she was she loved the eagles and so i think flying (laughs) with the eagles and when i you know flying see birds all the time i think of her of how you can fly and be successful right uh, at anything um my second one is a local attorney uh april hill um she taught me the work um, home ba- balance. Um, okay. She was, you know, she was instrumental in, te- you know, encouraging me to actually run my first half marathon. Um, mm-hmm. She actually, she was a runner beforehand when I did my first half marathon about four or five years ago, and um, ran a better pace than I did, <laughs> and actually stayed behind with me and pushed me along that half oh, marathon, wow. that first half. I since that last first half marathon, I had a car accident put me behind on I hadn't done anything of taking care of my health and um, this year I signed up for the second half marathon mm-hmm. in my life I've never been a runner in all my life ever okay. my husband laughed at me he's like you've never ran before and now this is your second half marathon <laughs> and I don't just go you know that's me I strive for the first I didn't want to do a of full course. marathon because that's th- that's a lot of miles <laughs> but right, 13.1 right, right. seemed feasible so um, I said I saw I'm going to sign up for another half marathon. I think okay. I'm, I'm ready to do it. And so she signed up with me again this time. And oh really? So we're motivating each other. And That's cool. So um, so for, for April has been a motivator on a personal level mm-hmm. as well as work. You know she's been I've known her for a lot of years, but back in my day when I was at Boca Ciega, and um, and she's just been in there for me when I need you know not just work related, but she's always been a good person to talk to mm-hmm. um, health wise and balancing life, and and I mm-hmm. admire that. My last one is my current boss, Ann Jacobs, um, my director of ma- market management. Um, mm-hmm. She's been my boss for 15 years, okay. and I just love how she she's always generous with her time. Mm-hmm. I've had bosses that um, when they come to see you and they want to know why census is down or you know why this is why you didn't do this and why you didn't do that, right. Right. but they never had anything to offer. There was never any real 
value to that person, to me. I felt that they were just wasting my time. Right, it was right. like, mm-hmm. I could be doing sales calls, or I could be doing paperwork, or I could be doing something else. You're wasting my time because you have no value. You're not giving me anything. Mm-hmm. Everything that we are talking about, I'm telling you everything I've done, and then you have no feedback. And I need that. I, 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 I yeah, can't grow does, yeah. without any input from my, my advisors. Well, Anne's always good at um, role-playing with me or coming up with, mm. you know, strategizing with me. And that's the kind of person I am anyway. I yeah. like to role-play with people. I like to bounce things off people. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative thinker. So you can say one word to me, and I can be off and running with ideas. I've met people along my path that are in different careers that um, if they have – a business and they have a question or something i start doing a marketing idea for them and <laughs> have shared with them and said well you can do what you want but i just got so excited about the process and right. that and that's what i love about my boss because that's cool she helps me to keep those uh creative juices going mm-hmm. and i think when you're not cre- being able to be creative and utilize your strengths mm-hmm. um you can't grow, and I think if you're in an environment that is stifling you or you're not feeling, I think then you need to look at, is this really the job for me? Mm-hmm. I've been at this company for 15 years because of her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unheard of somebody being in healthcare for 15 yes, years. Yes, it's very uh, unheard Especially of. in a marketing position. Right. So I, I, I attribute it to her leadership and mm-hmm. her mentoring me and allowing me to gl- grow every year the way I do so um, so those are my three advisors okay. on different levels I don't, hopefully that answers the no, question that's, no that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect you know and I, what I really what the, the last example the Ann example what really what really stood out to me is something that everybody that has staff that they're managing should really understand you know if you are not offering it, it, there's nothing worse and I, I've been through this as well in my life and it's kind of great because once you have this example um, and you've seen it in other bosses, you never want to be that person. Right. And, uh, but I had lots of bosses over the years that would be this like, okay, give me the report. Okay. So what are we going to do? What the hell does that mean? Right. <laughs> so are you, you're above me and you're asking me who's a subordinate, what I'm supposed to do with your company. What do you want to do? Like right. how, how make me better. Right. And um, that's one thing that you don't, just tell people what to do. Be able to um, help them develop. Right. You know, that's it's a really important thing, and it gives people more flexibility. And guess what? You won't have to manage them as much if you're giving them the freedom and the insight and the mentorship. Right. Um, but well, I look you know. at it when she comes to visit with me. Um, I, some of my my peers may like, oh my god, you know, my boss is with me, or oh, I got to do ride-alongs, and it's like. I enjoy her company, and I enjoy mm. being with her because I then look at, okay, where am I having some struggles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, well, here are some places that I'm not able to get into. Can you help me? Let's see see how I could have done it differently. Right. Or you know, what would you have done in mm-hmm. this situation? So I utilize her time effectively. Mm-hmm. I think, And I think she gets what out of it too because it shows her that I really am doing my job and I'm, I'm concerned about trying to overcome ob- yes. ob- objections and mm-hmm. obstacles, but I've tried and I'm not getting there, so now I'm asking for her opinion and help. Mm-hmm. And then if she can't overcome them, well, then kind of a, a little bit of a little, you know, the devil in me goes, huh. <laughs> 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 it's all right. You yeah. can't do it either. <laughs> so, but, you know, but it, but you, you have to – I guess because I'm a positive person anyway, mm-hmm. and I always try to look at the positive side, and I try to, but I've had a boss when I was in the nursing home side that she was a little older than me, not much older than me, 
and she was just not a good leader. It was just mm. like like your boss, like, you know, mm-hmm. where are those reports and what are you going to do now? And I'm like, well, I'm telling you what I've done, but it's not working and I don't know what else to do. So I'm looking to you for ideas exactly. mm-hmm. and you have nothing for me. Then I feel like, well, then why are you spending time with me? Because I'm not getting anything. From me. I need I need that input. Of course. And yeah. like, you know, Johnny Five input need more. input. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny because those people, too, um, I feel like the employees become more transient in those companies where the leadership is like that. Uh, you know, I've had um, I've had probably three or four professional positions with, with a boss like that. And every single time the boss had no idea what was going on. So the employees had to figure it out and then we would create success but we wouldn't be rewarded it would be like the next the bar would just move up Mm -hmm. and then we had to meet that quota or we had to meet that level and so we were never being taught anything we were teaching ourselves everything so we stopped respecting the person Mm -hmm. we started banding together we started finding other jobs and then everyone left right you know and that's not exactly what you want to do in a company you want to create some sort of family and also help people develop now, um, let's go into, oh, I love this question. What makes you feel successful? I kind of answered it in the above question. Yeah, you did a little bit. <laughs> you did a little bit. Um, when I overcome obstacles and challenges, yeah. um, I, I, I feel like then I've, 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 I've been successful because, right. you know, there it's like that bar that, you know, you put high and then when you achieve, yeah. like with me, the half marathon. Like I right. put it out there and I'm like, come hella high water, I'm running that half marathon. I don't have mm-hmm. to run it completely. I'm walk running it, but I'm doing it. You're I doing will, it. I'm going to hit yeah. the finish line, and I'm going to do it. It's same thing with an obstacle or a challenge. When mm-hmm. there is an obstacle in my way or a challenge, then I'm going to figure out. I'm going to overcome that challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out. I'm that determined person that I'm going to figure. I'm going to find out why is there a challenge, mm-hmm. and and then when I feel like I've accomplished it, then I'm like, okay, I'm a success. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's mm-hmm. that's it's more of a personal successful, but mm-hmm. it applies with work. Oh, no, absolutely. I can completely see that. You know, what what thing have you seen? And I mean, obviously, you've been in the healthcare industry for quite some time. You know, what do you what have you seen um, other businesses or companies do that hinder their success? Um, send their salespeople out prematurely. Oh, uh, yeah. Without without the <laughs> without the tools and the knowledge of what marketing or sales really is. Um, I've been fortunate with the companies that I've worked with, and I've only worked with a very small. I mean, on one hand, I can count how many companies I worked for, and each one of them put me through a sales training, mm. a formal sales mm-hmm. training before they put me out in the field. And even if you're a seasoned veteran person like myself, if I ever left Arden Course and went to another company as a salesperson, I would hope the new job, even though I have 20-something years of experience, mm-hmm. that they would still put me through a standard sales training that they, their yeah. philosophy mm-hmm. is what they believe in mm-hmm. and their, what they want you to promote and, mm-hmm. and their style and their manner. What happens in a lot of c- companies that I've seen is that they send their salespeople out. Well, you have the experience. You're supposed to be the expert. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Right. And and then they hire some of these young kids sometimes that are fresh out of school that have no real experience and mm-hmm. just say, here's the tools and go. Right. But it's more than that. There's a uh-huh. there's a formula to sales and uh, you know and and connecting with people and getting the word out. And it's not about you. That's mm. the difference. Sales shouldn't be about what I need and want. Should be about the client, what their needs and wants, of course, and how you mm-hmm. can help them. Because ultimately, that's where you're going to make the sales. Because right. when you are trying to make somebody get buy something that they really don't want, you're only going to have negative reactions. Mm-hmm. So if you do it right from the beginning, 
and that will help you. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's I, I agree with you. I think that's a big misstep for a lot of companies, especially just especially when they don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's two things that I really focus on when uh, when we're doing sales is I don't want everybody as a client. That's the first thing. Right. And but that's something that you have to tell a salesperson first off. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want the right person. You want to be able to help the person and with whatever you have as an offering but also sending if i if i were to hire, hire somebody for online marketing and then i wouldn't tell them any of how any of it works and just say okay we want people to get on facebook <laughs> what the hell are they gonna say they're gonna say anything to make that sale right. and guess what when you say anything to make a sale you never fulfill the client's needs right. and i think what i've i've done over the years is i've actually those those folks that i've seen that didn't have the right tools i've actually mentored a few of them um, oh, that's good. That I felt that, you know, I felt bad that, mm-hmm. you know, I can't believe a company. One, I didn't want the company to look bad and, mm-hmm. and, and to be unsuccessful, but mm-hmm. I felt bad for that individual because they, you know, there was a connection. I, and I just, I, I related to when you go to school and you're that kid that, you know, walk in, you're new to the community and you walk into school and everybody knows everybody and you're this right. lone wolf standing there mm-hmm. and, you sit by yourself and you don't know, you know, you don't know anybody. So you sit in the dining, the cafeteria by yourself. Started when I was young. I mean, when I was in grammar school, kid that used to show up that was new and was in my class the day, the classroom before, stood in the cafeteria looking around like, where do I sit? And I'd say, yeah, come sit with me and my friends. Eventually that person finds their flock mm-hmm. and they move on. But at least I was that first person that made a connection to help them to at least of they course. weren't sitting there in the cafeteria by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a natural thing for me that mm-hmm. when I see somebody that's like that, I just take them under my wing and try to help them along and they can do with it what they want. If they want my help, they do. If they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think when you do that, you get you get a good return on that too. People remember that. and. Yeah. Um, they want to help you in the future too. So I mm-hmm. think it's it's not all about always business. It's about mm-hmm. helping each other. And yeah. I think that's what sales should be. A lot of the times people looked at salespeople as being like used car salesmen. It's still mm-hmm. that term that they still people of course, use. Yeah, yeah. And sales is not, if it's done right, you shouldn't feel like you've been sailed to. Of course. It should mm-hmm. be that that person walks away going, Wow. They were really helpful. Um, they've really made me make the right, you know, helped me make the right decision. Even if the sale didn't happen for the salesperson, but it helped that person, that maybe down the line, the person that was going to buy it, that it wasn't the right fit, they'll send their clients, other clients or friends yes. and say, you know, that didn't work for me, but, you know, call, you know, Bernadette because she made me, f- you know, she really took the time and explained, and if, if it was for me, I would have placed my loved one there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that I think it, that's – we have to overcome that sales mentality um, mm-hmm. and the way people do sales because there are some people that do sales. It's all about numbers and beds and a product, whatever. But yeah. it sales is about really the emotional attachment for people. And no, and I agree with you 100 percent because, you know, it, it, the if it's done the right way, mm-hmm. you know, you should feel energized when you leave. For example, if I have a consultation and someone's – they're just – they don't have the money for the services that I offer or they're not ready for the services. I want them to leave feeling so excited about their business and so empowered that they can do anything that they want to do. And while they're not perfect for me, I get so much joy in doing that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm also doing is sales. I'm showing them, I'm making them feel great. 
that they're going to sit well with them. They're going to remember that I actually tried to help them, right. like you said. Mm-hmm. And then when they come across someone, they're like, oh my god, I know these great guys. They I want you to I want you to meet. They're so great. They really helped me out a lot. Um, but they're they're a great fit for you. And that's you know that's where we get. I would say like eighty percent of our business is based on referrals. Mm-hmm. And referrals are awesome because guess what? They're not cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they know who you are, and your reputation precedes you in many cases. So right. it's just like. Is this a good fit for us? And, you know, I, I love that. Um, so I, I agree with that approach a lot. Um, and I think that there – but there, the, the problem I think with um, – that I've seen in my industry, the biggest competition that we have are people that will do anything to make that sale. Right. So, like, I, I always say that 90% of the clients that we work with at the Go Agency have been screwed over by somebody else who lied to them. Mm. And so that's my main competition, people that don't want to spend money with firms like me because people have mistreated them in the past. Right. So being able to be human and engage them with a real, real emotion and trying to enrich their situation, if it doesn't give you money instantly, it's still giving you a dividend. You know, it's yes. paying dividends. That's, I agree with that. <laughs> now, um, okay, what, what one piece of advice do you think that all business professionals should know? Uh, networking. I see a lot of networking going on and sometimes I don't see a lot of business happening from it because some folks don't get that networking is not there's still work you (laughs) still have to not collecting cards and walking away and saying I I was at I was at this event and met 30 people you need to then take those 30 cards and call those 30 people schedule an appointment do a one-on-sales call right. with them. Get to know that person. Start a relationship with that person because whether or not I, – what I see in networking th- things too is that people tend to keep flocking to the same group. Like they don't always yes. go outside their comfort zone. Yeah. And they look for the same organizations and people that they always call on, whereas I tend to talk to new people all the time or yeah. try to learn about something else. I have – tons of business cards and in my Rolodex and my cell phone vast businesses from every walk of life because mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to ever need whether to they may have a need for me or right. I might have a right. client that I have a need for them it could be from a painter to a drywall con- construction company to mm-hmm. ramp building to you know to the go agency you know mm-hmm. I talk to so many people that I may know a small business that might need your services right. that I think that you would do great for, you know, or a large company that would benefit from your program. So I never look at just, okay, where, where's the dividends going to be for me? Because mm. when you help one person, then that person will remember you and try to help you in return. Right. So I think that part of the networking is that people tend to, when they're doing networking, that they don't always do the follow-through, mm. and they don't always go out of their comfort zone to meet somebody new and learn about them. You know, and and you can read through it real quickly. You know, of if course, you really yeah. feel like that, but there, you but really take the time to to meet people mm-hmm. a little bit outside of your normal because you don't know sometimes in thinking sometimes somebody works at the company now, but maybe they were in a company that was something was a connection for you now. Mm-hmm. So it, you just it's the rivers run deep. Yes, and roots go. I mean, I'm amazed sometimes how people I meet that like they know my husband who works in automotive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah right. So uh-huh. you just never know who you're going to connect with. So I think networking is the, one of the things that I see over the last, you know, 20 years of my career that I noticed that when people are networking that it's they gravitate to the same group or the same, yep. they, the mm-hmm. same little clique of friends 
and then they don't really always try to and they don't always go out and, and follow up with those people that they met, you know, took their cards, and it was like, oh, I'll see you at the next meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, there's really no next step with that because you're just seeing them from meeting to meeting to meeting. You, you don't really get to know the exactly. true essence of a person yep. mm-hmm. until you sit with them one-on-one and really get to know who they are as a person mm-hmm. and then what their company does. Because essentially when you're marketing, you're marketing yourself first, and then the company comes after. Yes. I think because you represent the company. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm told, people say – they think of Arden Quartz, they think of Bernadette's, right. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. But, um, you know, so I, I guess I can never leave my company. Yeah, <laughs> you're branded. <laughs> I'm branded. <laughs> More ways than one. <laughs> so I think that's one of the things. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that's the key to success, that when you're out, if you are at networking events, don't think of networking. I hate networking. You get out of it what you put into it. Exactly. And I think that this is, this is really interesting because um, I don't personally do networking for this reason, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I understand that you have to do that follow through. You have to remember the names. You have to show up. You have to follow through. And I don't have the time to do it. Right. So rather than going and being disingenuous with it and then just showing up and popping up and, oh, the CEO's here. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I, our, our, um, the co-owner, Dale Griffin, he does it. He's he, awesome. He's amazing <laughs> at it. Because that's his role. He is going. He is networking. He's talking to people. He's hearing their stories. He's trying to connect. And what I'm doing is I'm making sure that all the strategy is there for the clients. I'm in the trenches. Right. And I, you know, and I think that if I were to do the networking, I know that I would have to commit to the whole thing. It's not just showing up, standing by Dale while he does all the talking, getting shaking hands and going, oh yeah, that's great. Oh hi, 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 and bye. That means absolutely nothing. It's completely meaningful, meaningless. Right. You have to be in it for the whole journey. Right. And if you like, for example, I know people that are like, "Oh, well, I'm a member of BNI, or I'm a member of whatever." Well, that's great. There's nothing wrong with any of these networking groups. Right. Are you talking to anybody? Do you know anybody? Are you sitting with the same people every time you go? Are you trying to branch out? Are you? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, look at all my. I have a business connection. And you get their you get their referral. They call you call the person, and you're like, oh well, so and so sent me who? <laughs> oh well, I thought they were your trusted advisor, but no, they just took your business card from the BNI table. And it's it's interesting that you say that because I see that a lot too. You know, it's more than um, I always say that Dale goes out and he's really good at um, shaking hands and kissing babies. <laughs> But it's more than just ha- having he that. He does more than that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> he yeah. does more than that. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's that it's that deeper emotional level that I know that I would I, I can't deliver on because I'm constantly taken away with the day to day. So it's 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 it, I'm just I'm presenting this example because I think it's interesting. If you're in a business and you're and, and you're like you have a co-owner or you have someone else that's that's handling a side of your business, it's totally okay for you to be to stay in your lane. Right. You know, do what, do what well, you if do. If you're best. not comfortable with it, don't do it. But get somebody that is good at it. Exactly. That's why when companies have different people, you you people surround themselves with the people that will do the tasks that you are not comfortable doing or not right. exceptional at or just don't like doing i mean mm-hmm. this parts of my job i don't like to do that i have to do but i can't hire someone to do those things right. but as a company i mean you hire people to do the different things that you don't necessarily have time to do or want to do mm-hmm. you hire dale who does a phenomenal job out there representing the go agency and networking mm-hmm. and doing the follow-through and that's how i met dale you know he came mm-hmm. to one of my networking events and we've sat one-on-one and talked and got to know each other. And 
I've sent people his way that I thought hit you, you know, mm-hmm. you might want to call this person. I think they might be a good company that you might be able to help with their business. Mm-hmm. And whether it worked or not, it, it was this that I was giving him a connection. And mm-hmm. that's how it works. But I don't yeah. think sometimes people don't get what you're supposed to do. They're not comfortable with mm-hmm. it. They, they're, they're, the people that do do it a bad job of it, it makes those that don't, I don't want to do it because I see what this this guy's doing. It's not the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to be done. Networking is not just picking up cards and leaving and go to the next meeting. Networking is you taking cards, meeting people, following up with them, and maybe seeing right. them at the next meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't join BNI or those other groups of things because I can't commit to being of at course. the same place at the same time every month at, mm-hmm. the, at the same place because I'm in an environment that if I have a referral or a family in crisis, I'm going to drop that and do what ne- needs to be done. Of course. So I like a fluid job. I like mm-hmm. to be able to come and go and be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you have to find what works for you. Yeah, I agree. And I think a really good takeaway here is that networking is not showing up. You know, I, I've, 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 I've met many a marketer in the healthcare industry over the years that, um, oh, oh so, uh, such uh, such a busy day. I went to three different meetings. I had three different networking events. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then they talk about going to the mall and shopping for a while and then doing this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, what are you getting? Oh, well, I went to those networking meetings. Just ticking things off of a list is not going to make you successful. Correct. You know, it's just because you're there doesn't mean anyone gives a crap. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, how about this? Um, is there a book that you would recommend for people to take a, take a look at? Um, the book that I felt really with helping me with my job, it felt like it was more natural to what I already do. Okay. Was the Bill Brooks uh, Sales Techniques uh, Briefcase Book Series. Um, mm-hmm. It talks about a lot of times, it doesn't really talk about the healthcare stuff, it's okay. more about selling things, but mm-hmm. you can apply some of the techniques to healthcare and okay. working with people. Okay. And it gives you a series of things that you do. And it was a book that the trainer that my company sent me through. And I felt that it was the most natural of some of the sales training that I had been put through. And I'm like, well, this is pretty, pretty kind of flows Mm -hmm. really pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. if anybody's trying to really get into like learning a little bit better about sales, I think that's a really good starting base. There's probably a lot of other books out there. To be honest with you, I don't read a lot of sales literature. Um, I did get a uh, magazine subscription to um, for, as a gift uh, for S- Success Magazine, okay, yeah. which was really, really cool because you get to see different caliber people and what yeah. their successful businesses mm-hmm. and stuff and take some things from that. But I think you have to, if you want to be successful and you want to learn different, go outside your comfort zone and buy a book or read a mm-hmm. book or go down on Amazon and download it, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but find something that is going to be valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just felt that that book was really, uh, and the training that I went through was really valuable. Um, and, yeah. And, and I and I'm I'm appreciative that Arden Course took the time and the investment to send me through mm-hmm. a really good caliber training. That's good. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to. Um, and the thing is that like a lot of people think that okay, well I'm going to read this book and I'm going to learn everything. It's one of those things where you're going to be taking away things that you are going to be most important to you in the in the deficits where you feel that you might have in certain maybe closing or maybe getting the right information, or maybe you give way too much information, you right. dial it back a little bit. Um, but I think there's a, there's a, continuing education is a very important aspect when you're a salesperson. 
Um, and, uh, you know, if you're listening to podcasts, you're reading books, you're always going to find something fresh. Maybe if it's just one idea that was mentioned in five seconds that you can, ah, why don't I try that? I do that all the time, yeah. you know, and it's kind of like, why not? What the hell? Right. You know, let's see if this works. Um, no harm, no foul. Yeah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> And it's, and it's funny, too, because what I'll do is if there's a new online marketing technique or something that I come across, I'll always use me as a guinea pig. I'll, <laughs> I'll, use, the, I'll use my company as a guinea pig. All right, what the hell? Let's try it and see if it works. Um, because I, who's, who will I have to answer to? Myself? I mean, what the hell? Right. You know, like, I'll do it. Why not? Um, but, um, but, yeah, you can always learn something new, so it's always good. So Sales Techniques by Bill Brooks. Okay, um, I have one more question for you. There's one more thing. Uh, if there's one thing that you could change about your current business, what would it be? I think uh, social media optimization. Okay. Um, I don't think I see a lot of art and courts stuff come through in different mm. media. Uh, okay. I've seen some of the things you've done pop up on my emails and my Facebook page, so I know mm -hmm. it's from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's happening, but I know that there, there's those the folks that are under, under your um, direction mm -hmm. are coming up on certain feeds of mine. I'm going, hmm, yeah. I don't see art and courts coming up on my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I might be uh, sending your card to uh, corporate. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, please do. Uh, but, you know, it's really funny. With social media, um, it, it, it's one, especially with the healthcare industry, it's been one of those uh, industries that's been really holding on. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Because obviously everyone's concerned, like concerned about HIPAA, they're concerned about this, that, and the other, and there's people that have just created social media policies, are running them, and they're very successful and high profile. So, social media is definitely something that can be um, real, and it definitely helps branding and visibility. So, so yes, I'll look out for a phone call, <laughs> or I'll make a phone call. Dale, go shake some ba shake, shake some babies, <laughs> shake some shake hands, some, and kiss some, some babies. <laughs> Uh, All right. Um, well, um, excellent. Well, Bernadette, thank you so much for being a guest. Well, it's, thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, no, it's de it was definitely fun um, getting to learn more about you, more about um, your dedication to your industry um, and your experience within your role. Um, again, folks, if you want to learn more about Arden Courts, I really, really do urge you. They're a fantastic company. Um, they uh, Bernadette is the local face of Arden Courts. So, hey. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> um, and it's arden-courts.com. It's A-R-D-E-N-courts.com to learn more about them. They have fantastic uh, memory care communities. And Bernadette's um, heading up the Largo and Seminole for the past 15 years. So, Bernadette, thank you so much for uh, being here. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of Arden Courts in the future. Hopefully. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Bernadette. <laughs> Um, okay, folks. Well, um, thanks so much for listening into uh, this episode of the Success to Go podcast. Again, if you want to listen to anything on demand, come on, do it, do it. I'm telling you to. Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Play, Podcast Land, etc. I mean, anywhere where podcasts are free, I'm there. So you know, shoot me over um, a rating if you have any questions, or you know, a great person who has been very successful in their professional life that you think I should be interviewing, I want to talk to them. Get in touch with me. You can learn more about me and my company, The Go Agency, by visiting us online, thegoagencyusa.com. And just check out anything that you see there. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, use the contact form. I'd love to hear from you. So, folks, again, this has been Chris Tompkins for the success to go podcast. I urge you to listen to all of our shows on demand and I'll be talking to you again very, very soon with another business leader. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.